2: Terms and conditions apply. 5 years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, no matter the result. You'll always be winning with Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and time supply. See McDonald's.
0: Okay, welcome, everybody, to the final episode for 22-23 season of Forever Bristol City podcast. City ended it with a win, first time they've done that since that 8-2 thrashing of uh, Walsall eight years ago. What a season that was. Uh, And they emerged from Loftus Road, uh, final score, QPR nil, City 2. Joining me are uh, Mark and uh, Ian two of my regulars through the season, our regulars, I should say, through the season. Um, Come to you first, uh, Ian, uh, just your thoughts on, on the game. I mean, it was a much needed win to finish the season on a high. And we actually got on the score sheet. We've been scoreless in seven out of the last away, uh, eight away. You must've been uh, satisfied to end in the way it did. You first, Ian.
3: Well, there's no such thing as a, is a bad win, is there? And, uh, it, it was a good win. We scored, I'll, I'll say, two decent goals, um, and uh, but there were sharp finishes from wide players. Now, where we've struggled this season, um, and we'll probably come on to that later on when we talk about the season, is goals from the players in the, in the wide areas. And, well, we struggled for goals away full stop. And before uh, this game, we were 20th, in the away form table. So we haven't been good away. Uh, we were 11th in the home table and our home forms recovered. So good win, clean sheet. Nice to see Thomas Callas, Joe Williams uh, back on the field for four moments. Williams got himself an assist and uh, listening to Radio Bristol uh, last night. Um, the... Uh, most people were very pleased with Calas, and they're hoping he'd stay. And the, the news on Thomas is basically he'd like to stay, um, but he doesn't want to take a pay cut. So, um, bye, I, bye I think, Thomas. <laughs> I think we all. I think we all. That's either going to end in a compromise or him leaving the club. So yeah. that, that's what I've I've heard could be complete rubbish, but uh, it came from a decent source. So you go. Um, let let's hope. Yeah, good. Good win. And um, always nice. We we've we now won the same number of games as we won last season, which is, oh. uh, which is something because we didn't have the WSM all this season.
0: No, no. And we got four more points in last season. Mark, I mean, QPR had gone into this game with the two good away wins. I think it was at Stoke and at Burnley. Uh, Chris Martin, who said he was terminated by Bristol City and in won. Maybe it was something to prove. I know he got the winner at Burnley the previous week, but uh, they've been pretty ranked for the last six months, QPR. But uh, nevertheless, going there on the last day of the season, we uh, put them in their place, didn't we, really?
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't believe I one-dimensional QPR, where all they want to do is to get the ball up the Dykes. And Chris Martin and 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 get and get the second and get the second ball, the getting on the end of crosses. And I felt sorry for a a player of a, Elias Chair's uh, ability that he's you know in 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 such a you know in, in a in a long ball in a long ball team because he probably deserves a lot better. But City simply wanted it more. They passed the ball better in the first half and for half of the second half. We scored two good goals from wide areas, like Ian Seb. We struggled really to finish off. What was quite a poor QPR team, what we did do well was in front of the goalkeeper, we defended doggedly, made some great blocks. Zach Viner was great again. Last-ditch tackles from Campring. two brilliant ones in the first half, and stopped QPR from getting any shots on target in an away game. Uh, you know, on, on a small pitch, with a decent crowd, I think that's a that's a good result. But we need to finish off teams quicker in in, in those games when we you know we, we, we had a lot of possession and we need a front we need a front player who can hold the ball up because we do lose the ball too quickly up in the final third and don't create enough clear-cut chances when we dominate possession. QPR were quite content to set off us for the first half hour yesterday and, and just play deep and wait for us to cough it up, but we didn't and we got the goal. And uh, we deserve more than deservedly won the game, but like I said, we uh, we could have made a life a little bit easier for ourselves.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. Ian, the team is sort of picking itself uh, at the moment, and you know, if you look at a couple of players that you know, uh, you, you'd say if 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 we're going to be in, uh, if we're going to be in the transfer market in the summer for players, it's got to be players that are better than what we've got. Yeah, and at the moment, Zach Viner and Cam Prane you'd see them as uh, well two of our star players this season who are nailed on for first team start come August aren't they because you know if you're going to better then well there's other areas of the pitch that needs more strengthening than in those two
3: well Cam Cam brings your left back stroke left wing back if you want to play with wing backs Uh, so that's where he's best Uh, we need I said we need seven or eight players. Now, you spoke to Brian Tinian the same as I did, and he's talking about three to four. Um, so, uh, assuming four, assuming that Scotty goes and, and all the noises I'm hearing are that there's a very good chance Scott will stay. Um so I don't think it's as nailed on as everybody seems to think that he'll be leaving the club. Obviously, look, if somebody comes in with a bid around 25, 30 million, he'll be gone. And we all know that. Um, um so I honestly think uh we need more strengthening than that. Um we, you know, we need a backup goalkeeper for for Max, who, who kept another clean sheet. And is highly regarded by Pearson from uh, what he said. Um we need, I think we need two left-sided center backs because I need to see Carl Naismith in midfield to give us an extra creativity, strange as it sounds. Um, and uh, we need to strengthen the midfield. Mark's absolutely right. I've been banging on for months about us needing a proper number nine to hold the ball up because unless you're going to play cosmic football all the time, and we won't, you, you can't have three, I'll call them smaller guys. I mean, Conway's not a midget. But he he's not one of these guys. He's not a strong. He's he's getting stronger. No, but he's no. not a back to goal guy. Yeah. He's he's a clever movement, quite quick, good in the box, shoots well with both feet, goal scorer. Nothing wrong with Tommy. But I, I and and like I said about all of them, they'd be better off playing next to somebody that can hold the ball up. But has got. Not, I'm not talking about a head on a stick, but somebody who's got a little bit of ability on the. ground and who can bring them in in a similar way that if you know if you look at players um like Goikeris, and you look at the lad stewart at sunderland players like that um that we need somebody like that and and neither of those players cost tens of millions of pounds when their clubs got hold of them so they are about um so that, that's what we need and we need strength in, in midfield because our midfield and I'm, I'm including the wide players in that, do not score enough goals and they do not create enough. They don't get enough assists. Um, yeah. And- Ian, picking you up on there, but if you say including
0: the wide players, right? So by yeah. that, and I'll see what Mark says about this as well. By that, you're talking then of Sykes, Scott, Mametti, um, King, James, Williams... Viman, yeah. because he's not, you know, we've got we we've got a lot of depth in that area, but of the wrong players. And if you say that we need a number nine, and as you say, not a head on the stick, but that that's somebody who's going to come in and got to be better than you're going to be leaving out one of Conway Bell and Wells just to accommodate that one. And and then you've got Viman, who would argue he's a striker as well. You know, we've got yeah. this, we've got this quantity over. Out-and-out out quality, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Mark, what, what, what do you say, Mark? I mean, we, we, we veered off. We haven't really talked about the game, but we'll go through the two goals in a second. But, Mark, you know, it's... We, Tins has said three or four players. Ian said seven or eight. Let's pick something in the middle, you know. And if you look at somebody like that, Curry, who would come into the team, into the, into the squad, he's going to be an understudy to Pring, isn't he? He's not going to he's not going
2: to supersede him because he's come up from a lower level. Uh, yeah. And that, I think that would be a bit of a risk because, you know, to get a player to make, you know, like at that level, to make an instant <laughs> impact in a championship, you're asking a, a lot based on the players that we brought in in the last three or four seasons ahead of a lot. And, and that somebody like that, even if you're a fullback, you've still got to contribute goals and, 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 as, and assists and, and, we just, you know, camp, you know, campering scored a couple of goals this season. Uh, well, I think one goal that I'm, I'm aware of, the one away at one away oh, at yeah. uh, And he could he could play further forwards uh, in in midfield, but likely to play left back. I can't understand why you're playing at centre back, apart from uh, the, the lack of numbers. And Naismith has got to play in midfield. I think we we need about six because of the centre back situation. With Rob Atkinson um, and Callas. I mean he's only started two league games this season. If he's not going to accept a pay cut, then he's gone. Sorry. Well
0: no, has good, well, good well, if and
2: if he's not going to accept a pay cut, even if you, think, get, get, if you real, think you get a better deal elsewhere, then then you know make room for somebody else. And yeah, course, do Cl- it. Close is gone, Baker's retired. I think we need a couple of centre backs. Uh, I think we need another left back. You need. You could need two midfield players. I think you could need another defensive midfield player because you can't rely on the fitness of Joe Williams. Uh, Matty James isn't going to play. Isn't going to play every game, but he's been exceptional in the games that he has played. Very underrated. And uh, then you need. You do need a, a number nine. The problem is, we like I said, we lose the ball too easily up front um when you've got tommy conway and, and and Sam Bell, they get knocked off the ball too easily sometimes as well, so it's better them to get the ball played in front of you, played in front of them with space to run into. You're not always going to get that blessing when teams play deep, that's the problem that we got when when teams defend deep, what are you going to do then? What's your plan B? We haven't got one
0: no no, you're right, you're right again, bringing back what you said then Mark, about the midfield and Ian you know if you say Naismith is there in the midfield and if you're going to say we're going to play with a four right so that's Tanner Viner A and Other and Pring right because well, Atkinson's out and Naismith goes in the midfield and you're going to play with a nine because you say that's what we need then you've got and let's assume King King's out of it he's got a, a coaching contract not playing but then you've got James Williams Scott if he stays Sykes, Mimetti, Viman, because he's not going to be one of your first picks up front with your big man when you've got Naki, Conway, and Bell. Again, we've just got we've just got numbers. Let's look at the goals and we talk because <laughs> we sort of have veered off the game. Um, the first goal, uh, Ian, uh, Alex Scott's cross was uh, charged down, and then Agent Adoma, good old Albert, he's still out there uh, doing the business, slipped over, and Pring hit that ball in it sort of Sykes didn't have much to do really did he He just had to stand in the way of it yeah
3: but it was he was the the great thing was Sykes was there and so was Tommy Conway but I think Pring hit it so hard that Conway couldn't get near it but Sykes did and all right it was a simple goal it was handy that Albert tried to clear with an overhead kick and fell on his backside um and but that is Cam Pring's sixth assist of the season And Campring is our joint highest player with assists next to Naki Wells. There you go. So this comes back to my point about the number of assists we get from midfield, and it's not enough. And and if you talk about appearances, we have to be careful with Cal Naismith, because, I mean, Cal has played 24 games this season. Mm. So it's, you know it's okay having a key player, but if they're only going to play 24 stroke 30 games, Joe Williams has played more games this season than he has ever in the past. Matty James, I think, is uh, that was about his 39th game. Yeah. Uh, no, we've got a lot. I, I think I think the problem he, that he, was they got injured at the same time. Yeah. And, and this is if if you know Matty James is injured, but Joe Williams is fit, then you've got a, almost a like for like replacement. Uh, but Naismith, Williams, James were all injured at the same time. Then Rob Atkinson's not going to be playing until the end of this year. Yeah, I'm thinking November, December time if his injury is the same as Andy Byman's and was, then I, I and I'm told it is. So you you've got to stand a player we haven't mentioned of course uh, with the forwards is Harry Cornick. So is he yeah. is he a forward? Is he a wide player? We don't know. But what you know, I, I said before about Harry. I'll say it again. I think he's got a sharp footballing brain. At the moment, his body's not allowing him to do what he wants to do. So he needs to get, I would say, thirty percent fitter and thirty percent stronger if he's going to contribute. Uh, there was there's talk at the moment. The latest player linked is Kevin Nisbet. And having watched his goals and seen him play a couple of times this season in games I've watched, the Scottish football, he's a good player. I mean, he came back in December after a quite a serious knee injury. He'd been out, out for nine months. And the number of goals he's got, apparently, according to hibs fans, he's the person keeping Lee Johnson in a job up there. because, uh, And he gets all kinds, and I mean all kinds of goals, right foot, left foot, headers, dribbles, shots, penalties and free kicks direct free kicks from outside the box so but is
0: he but is he okay so if he's being linked in is he a number 9 or is he a, a better version of
3: what we got he's it, well he's probably a little bit of both i mean he's about 5'11 so he's no you know he's not what i talked about, the head on the stick um but he, he is a very good footballer um that's in the Scottish League, and we've seen what's happened. Yeah, but he's I mean he he's scoring goals against Celtic. Oh,
2: you could say that, but look at look at John Ginley.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, look at you've got John McGinn at Villa. Um, they brought down from Scotland. Yeah. Player. Uh they are Blair up from there from Hibs. Yeah, they are up there. And um, you know, you I suppose like anything else, you've got to take a you've got to take a chance. Sometimes he was going to go to Millwall for £2.2 last season, and he pulled out of the deal, as I understand it, from what I've read. So that's a player that's been linked. We know about McCrory, who's already been linked, and and the Aberdeen fans who I've been speaking to uh, through social media and one thing and another uh, have said he's the guy that you want at the base of your midfield, but he can play centre-back. So, so like a right-footed version of Carl Naismith is how he came across. Um, so I mean, but looking at those two in the type of prices being quoted, you're talking that's going to cost you about five million quid. Yeah, so-
0: which if Alex Scott goes, that's the sort of that's that's the sort of value I think that we got to be spending if Alex Scott goes. Let's say Alex Scott goes, and we've got some money as well, but we got to be spending to get better players than the ones that we've got. We got to be spending in the three to five million range, not the one to two. Now prices are going up. Or you got
3: to get lucky, Dave. You've got,
0: got, got, got to get lucky. Yeah, we got to get lucky. Prices will go up because they'll know we got money oh. in our pockets.
3: Out, out of contract players as well, and that's of what yeah do the business early. So if Scott goes, it's it's later on and it doesn't affect. Well,
0: we just don't, the worst case scenario for City: Scott goes away with the England under twenties and misses the start of the season because he picks up a bad injury. And the value of Scott, unless we get him to sign another contract, is at its highest now, because this time next year, he'll only have one year left on his contract. So I think you sell... Well, it
3: depends depends what he does next year to a degree as well, because... Of course it does,
0: but certainly, if he does a good season next season, he hasn't signed a new contract, we won't get any more money for him, because people will wait another year, because in another year's time, he'll still only be 21. There you go. Mark, um, <laughs> we have side chat this morning, but there's such such a lot to talk about beyond the QPR game. But the second goal, which really killed the game, uh, it was a well-worked one, wasn't it? And Joe Williams put in that sort of cross that, you know, he did it a couple of times in the game. that's sort of curling. It's a difficult height. The defender can't head it, and it's curling away. And Sam wasn't offside. And it was a good finish from Sam, wasn't it? And as the manager said, both him and Sykes needed goals because they've had a bit of a drought recently.
2: Yeah, it was a recycled corner. Uh, Joe Williams is uh, on the left-hand side, outside outside the penalty area, and he, he curls it over. So the ball's spinning. So Sam Bell yeah, drops over the uh, defender's head, and Sam Bell's coming in, makes a great late run. That's what forwards do on their toes and guides it into the corner. It's sort of He sort of cushioned it down into the ground, and, and it beat mm-hmm. the end. You know, looked like a Dutch goalkeeper looking to his right, where's the ball? And it's in the corner and it's a, you know, deserved 2-0. Well done, Sam. I mean, we thought we got a, a, you know, we got a breakthrough player in Tommy Conway and he took his chance after that, you know, in that Swansea game. And uh, I think he's done, he's done very well, you know, for his breakthrough season. Remember he came in last, the season, last, say last season now, or the season before last, when he was played at right wing back and he really got exposed defensively. He's a centre forward and he showed that he can score goals.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I'll stick with you, Mark. Uh, unusual. I don't think I've ever seen us do this before. But on the hour, well, with 25, 64 minutes, a quadruple substitution. Yeah, what did you think of that, Mark? And I'll ask you the same question, Ian, but you first, Mark.
2: I, yeah, something I was wonder what it was out of, out of sentiment, you know, to get Thomas Callas onto the pitch, but it, yeah, it was a it, it, it was a bit of a strange one, wasn't it? Putting four players on it at the same time. Usually managers put three players on when they're uh, losing the game and they you know they want to they want to reel the team back in, uh, or you make a couple of changes when you're winning easily, but to make four changes at only two nil, yeah, that was a bit strange. From you know, a manager obviously thought. He was confident of victory, and, and it played out that way. I think it changed the game a little bit because it became a little bit like a, like a basketball game. But yeah, and do you think I just you one think of the Faker is the last you, game of the
0: season? Of course, and we were on it all through the game, which is something that uh, QPR uh, weren't, and probably a lot of clubs yesterday uh, looking at some of the results going around. But uh, I thought Mamey looked put a couple of good uh, runs in. Did you think that Mark?
2: Yeah, I think sometimes he needs he needs to be a bit braver going outside. I think he's got the ability to beat his man a, li- a little bit more, you know. And in the final game, just try and get try and get past your man on the inside or the outs or the outside. I like to see him uh, perhaps take a, f- a few more shots sometimes. So you know, he got he got a fleeting cameo appearance, but I would like to see more of him next season and see him get a few goals and assists because there's definitely a talent there. Mm. Um, I think if he'd have got that goal at Sunderland when he he had that shot brilliantly saved uh, in in the early part of the game, we might have seen a different Mimetti, you know, a bit of a sliding doors moment. And we only got uh, the goal against Stoke and that assist against Wigan, really, to talk about. He's not... Obviously, not Antoine Semenyo. Antoine had much better upper body strength, could beat players inside and outside and can hold the ball up better. But in terms of his his technical skill, he's a very good player. So uh, let's hope next season we see more of him.
0: Yeah. Ian, when uh, games come thick and fast, as they do in the Championship, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday type of thing, as long as you've got a strong bench like we have, and the players are fit, and you're 2-0 up in a game, which is a dangerous score, obviously, because if the opposition get one, then you you start panicking. But that quadruple substitution, yeah, we weren't weakened in any way at all when those players came on. And do you think, using one of your terms there, do you think that's a tactic that you could see us using in games, like 70 minutes on the clock, we're 2-0 up, the bench is as strong as everybody but we take off four players in one go, keep one in reserve in case you get an injury. You know, do you think that was a, a tactic? Yeah. And the fact that he did, just because he did it en masse rather than
3: two, two twos, five. Two a, <clears throat> I, I I think he'd agreed, uh, probably thought with his team, yeah, let's, let's give these guys 60 minutes. Um, and I mean, Thomas, great to see Thomas Callas uh, back on the field, uh, understand he did well. Uh, Mametti we know about. But it also highlights something else about our side, and, and it's a bit average. And and by that, I mean, if you put Callas in and take Naismith out, do you lose a game much? If you put uh, Memeti on for Bell, do you lose a game much? And you could say the same Conway and Wells. So it could be that it's a little bit I'll call it samey rather than average. You know we've got the good players. Have we got the outstanding players that other teams would say yeah we definitely want him? Have we got have we got those players in the side? And I think if we brought in one or two, if I'll call them star players, uh, we've got Scotty who's if you will, a star a star player who's attracting a lot of interest. Um, but I think you'd have to look at um, his overall record in the season and say, well, has he got enough goals and assists to establish that interest? I'm not saying he's not a very good player and he will go on to become an even better player, subject to staying fit and all the usual things about keeping his head down and not getting distract, uh, distracted. But is he going to, um, you know, like you you said, I think last week, does he look like a £30 million player? Well, no, so, sorry sorry to interrupt there. I just
0: want to pick up on a couple of things. As you've said, you, you picked up on two things that I've been saying. What about Scott in recent weeks? And say me, because that's the thing we've got. Too many players at the same. With Alex Scott, I said I might have said it to you at halftime yesterday. You know who looks well. He didn't have a great game yesterday, but if you take Alex Scott and Eze, you know that if if Alex Scott is worth twenty million, then so is somebody like Eze, and you don't hear all the. There's this wild speculation over Scott. Do do you
4: mean
3: you don't? I don't think you mean Eze. Not not Eze. Chair. Elias Chair, Chair, isn't it? Yeah. Elias Chair.
0: He no. didn't have a great game yesterday, but I saw it, and, and Scott had a better game yesterday than a couple of his more recent games. But all this hype to do with Scott, long may it continue, I have to say, because it just pumps the value up. What do you think, Mark? You know, we're not we're not being critical of Scott because he's still only 19. He has got his head screwed on. If you heard him talk in the interviews after the playing awards uh, thing, you know, he's, he's, he's a bright... Seems a bright, sensible, well balanced lad. But I've been wanting to see star performances. And, you know, after that goal that Diallo scored against Sunderland, uh, for Sunderland against Preston yesterday, yeah, maybe he's a little bit, you know, we'd like to see Alex Scott do that. And in fairness, he almost did in the second half, didn't he, with a volley that went either over the top.
2: Or well, straight to Diallo. Yeah, yeah Diallo trolled, trolled him, didn't he, after the, um, the Football League Awards the other week, you know, about being uh, Championship Player of the Year. But I think if you look at the facts, Scott's only got, got a couple of assists this season and, and one league goal. He got one in the Cup as well. So, really, is it based on promise? I mean, the promise of better. He's undoubtedly talented, but it's not borne out by statistics this season. He, he's had an average season. And uh, he doesn't—he doesn't score, he doesn't score enough goals. There's an ability there to score. He scored more goals last season than this season. Um, is it because he needs to be playing alongside better players, and we've had to rotate the midfield a lot, and he needs to be playing alongside somebody like Cal Naismith and being and playing further forward uh, at the front at the front of a three, like he did against West Brom, and then more freedom to play. Is that what we're judging players on? You know, do we do they need to be alongside a water carrier like Naismith or uh, Williams? Well, uh, well uh, but it, it,
3: Naismith Naismith's no water carrier, Mark. You look at the difference in our side uh, in terms of our victories and things like that when Naismith's playing and when he's not, and he's a lot more than a water
2: carrier. Well, I mean, somebody somebody who can who can who can you know make more space for for uh, for Scott, but at the moment, if you just look at the facts. They're quite poor this season, so it's more based yeah. on promise and and uh, on promise than yeah. it is it, so, is, so that, Mark, it is actual Mark, uh, actual agree, goals and assists. Would you agree with me on this, then,
0: Mark? But I mean, Ian's said he's heard from reliable sources that Scott may well stay another year, right? But this time next year, and and Scott, you know, although he's a balanced lad, he's going to have some agent whispering stuff in his ear anyway. But Scott is more value to City. This season, sorry, in June 23, yeah. then he will be in June 24, because yeah. he'll only have one more year. And if he has a fantastic season, right, then you know, clubs will still take, Yeah, you know, what what would happen? Do you think we should sell stock now if, if it comes in at 20 million, Mark? Well,
3: somebody's got to buy him first day. One.
2: Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if we, I I think we're only going to get an, we're not going to get any offers in excess of twenty million. And they, obviously there'll be add-ons. But like Ian said, somebody's got to want to buy him. But clubs aren't just going to spend good money after bad. Are they going to want to loan him back to us for a season? What's the point of that? Wouldn't you want a player who's going to you know going to going to go into your side immediately at least feature in the squad? Teams haven't got money to waste after COVID. Now it, it just seemed it just seemed crazy so uh, I think we, you know his maximum value this, this season unless he has an incredible season next season but that would be a, a big leap Ian
3: well what and Joe Pedro anyone
2: yeah I was just thinking that what was that Twenty-five
3: Bright- mil 30 mil Brighton and Ovalbia deal done it, sides will will go in and will do their their business for players they want,
2: but they. Oh yeah, but he's a proven player, isn't he?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm. It's exactly what I'm saying. But we're saying Alex Scott's worth the same.
2: Yeah, I mean it, that's what well, I mean. I'm not saying, saying. it. I mean, look, if Alex that,
3: Scott, I mean Steve yeah. Lansdowne, and John, uh, and Brian Tinian are saying it.
2: So yeah, yeah if, we've got if, to be if realistic. are not going to sell him unless
3: they get offered 25, 30 million, Then that's what I think. Yeah. He's got a huge chance of staying here. And perhaps if he stays, perhaps they get him to extend his contract. Perhaps that's the. I think
0: that's the optimum situation is that if he extends his contract just by another year, then it benefits the club. It gives him more minutes at championship level. He's still young. And, but, you know, when do players show clubs loyalty by thanking them, by signing that extension? Yeah. To say yes, you've given me my chance earlier, I will give you another year.
3: Well, players will. If if you've if you've got people say well about loan players, so this was something Brian Brian Tinian said. Um, he said, "Well, actually, you're developing a player for another club." <clears throat> I I completely disagree with that. So I asked Sheffield United fans, "How bad bad do you feel?" about the fact you've had the two lads on loan from Man City and they've helped you get promoted. How badly do you feel about developing a player from another from another club? And they, not one of them said, huh. yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, But well, um,
0: that's the same with Tammy, isn't it, Ian? Because without
3: Tammy's be goals, we'd, we'd, have, we'd have gone down. Yeah, we definitely would have gone down. So it's value both ways, right? I'm not disputing that... We added a few noughts to Tammy Abraham's transfer value. No doubt at all. But but and clubs, bigger clubs that buy players, yeah, they would loan him back. Because if a side, let's say Liverpool thought, yeah, he's got the potential and, and we're, we're gonna go out, we're not gonna spend, they've already said they won't spend over hundred million on one player. So they say, right, we'll we'll get the have the kid for 25, 30 million, rising to 30 million or whatever the number is. And they say, okay. Um, you can have him back for a season, obviously subject to the fact that he plays. So if he doesn't play a certain number of games, he's going to cost you half a million quid or we will knock that off the transfer fee or whatever. Like like the Ryan Kent situation was. Exactly right. But you've got the choice. And then you've got the choice say, well, he knows the club. We know the player. He's happy here. Uh, His mate lives. He lives with his mate here. Um, So... Why wouldn't why wouldn't he want to do that? I, as, as I say, I don't think the I, I think come the summer, I'll I'll be more surprised than not if Alex Scott's gone.
0: Are we in agreement though that the best thing for everybody is a one year extension and he stays on another year, then that protects everybody? And would well, it you depends agree with what
3: yeah. wants to do, doesn't it? You of know,
0: course it depends yeah. whether he wants money to strengthen elsewhere, which is key. Yeah, yeah exactly and, that and, yeah yeah no that's right and the other thing if you went to a top eight club I think there's more chance of the being a loan back for a year than if you went to a a, a bottom bottom half premiership team yeah I mean if,
3: if if Everton stayed up and Everton bought him then he ain't coming back on loan no so, so if Tottenham could... bought him if Tottenham bought him yeah yeah or Newcastle, because you
0: could see somebody like Eddie Howe. Because Newcastle yeah. got the cash and they're not out there spending silly money. Mark, do you agree with that? You know, it'd be great if Alex was coerced into signing a one year extension and then we don't have to sell him unless we need money. Or, you know, he goes to a top club and, we, and he gets, let's say, 20 million, but we loan him back. What, what, what is best for everybody? Well
2: I think the club has said they don't we don't need to sell him. So that's that's a positive. Um I think it would be rare unless it was a, a huge club to loan a player back. The only player I could think about that's been bought for the championship club was Fabio Carvalho was bought by um by Liverpool from Fulham, but I think he was near the end of his contract. So a bit of a dis- different situation with Alex. Yeah, perhaps, you know, if he was to commit to an, an extension on his deal, that would help both club and, and him. I think the only player that I knew that signed a contract just before he left was Darren Barnard, I, I think signed a, a new deal than, than the week that he we sold him to Barnsley about uh, about 15 years ago. But It's um, longer, longer
0: ago than that, Mark.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, summer of 1998, wouldn't it? But yeah, I think um, I I just can't see the type of club who's likely to buy Alex Scott, who's wanting to make an impact. And I'd say something like Crystal Palace, but I don't think they would pay the money that we're asking. Um, Wolves, maybe Brighton, I think would be a great fit for a player, you know, his quality. But more likely, more likely, wolves. They they've definitely got they definitely got the money. Um, Fulham have got the money, but I think they're looking for they look look probably yeah. look at foreign. They're probably looking at foreign players. Uh, they like to throw money at the wall a lot, don't they? Uh, Fulham. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just can't see the loan the loan option, but um, there's a possibility of him staying because, like I said, clubs got to want to come in and buy him, and City want to get their asking price. But I think his value is probably limit without, is without, minutes, a you know,
0: without a year extension is value i it, it it's more well, this season definitely, yeah, the definitely. after this season definitely yeah unless he's still let's, let's start, talk about some, some of goals the goals getting yeah. lots of assists ian Jada silver um was spoken of fondly in a manner of speaking by Pearson in the last 24 hours said he was and he was on the pitch taking the applause of another fantastic away following 1,700 for effectively a dead rubber game. Um, so Jay's out of contract. Um, he's obviously going to play second fiddle to Cam if he stayed. But then there's talk, and it wasn't you. I think it was Neil said to me, he'd heard from a reliable source that it's a done deal with Joe Bryan. Yeah? Do you think Jay De Silva will be a Bristol City player come the 1st of July?
3: No. No, I think he'd be playing for Swansea.
2: Okay. What do you? What about you, Mark? Jay gone? Yeah, Jay's definitely gone. Uh, you, you can't be sentimental in in football. I'm sure he's great in the changing room, but I think we need we'd be looking at a, a bigger, a, a, you know, a bigger player at left back. And uh, and although his performances be great at the end of the season, too little, too late.
0: Yeah. Again, talking about left back, and I I'm not into this sort of bringing Joe Brian back. Well, no. Sorry, I'm not into it. Bringing Joe Bryan back to play in front of Cam rather than instead of Cam, that to me makes sense. And then you could say, well, he could play at left back if Cam gets injured. But if you go out and you spend 900 grand getting Curry in, then you're well and truly protected down that left-hand side. I mean, Ian, you know, again, if Joe comes not as a left back, but he's not just going to come as a squad player... It packs out that midfield again, doesn't it? Because he takes out that wide left role.
3: Is it a move that makes sense on every level, Joe coming back? Yeah, I think it does, because I think if Joe came back, we wouldn't sign Curry. Um, So you've got cover for Cam Pring. You've got cover at centre-back if you have to shift Cam in one if we get injuries again, which which we do. Joe could play on the left-hand side of a three in midfield. Uh, Joe or Cam could play left wing if you wanted to switch to something like a 4-5-1. Or even know. a
0: 3, if you had a 3 at the
3: back. Yeah, well, if you want to play play 3 at the back, I think, I think Joe Bryan's a really good footballer and, and over the course of the, of the season, he's going to score more goals and get more assists than Jay De Silva ever will. Mm. Um, I think he's only 29, from what I'm reading. 30 in July, Ian. Yeah, good, good in the air um so yeah i I think that would be to bring Joe back would be a no brainer and it, it's nothing to do with any form of sentimentality. I just think he's a bloody good footballer um so you you bring him in there's a bit talk about him we, we've we discussed the the two Scottish lads we've been linked with um there, there are other, uh, you know, we definitely need to strengthen midfield. We definitely need to strengthen it centre back because uh, Rob's not coming back until towards the end of the year. So that's probably a couple of left sided centre back. There's talk about O'Brien from Palace, uh, who was the other lad that we couldn't get, um, get in on in January alongside Curry, who was going to be about 600 grand tops, I think. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, if we can get some business done early, and I think it will bring a little bit of confidence to the fan base because we'll need to be... Uh, this season is, has been a worse season than last season in terms of the quality of the championship. Next season is going to be better than th- than uh, this season by a lot. And yeah. if we're not better, we're going to be at the wrong end of the table for far too long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And talk about season to get older is Ian. 13 and a half the latest number, which in the... Wow tough financial yeah. times very it, good is is Brilliant. you know is is a good endorsement uh, mark yeah. um, players that have been away um taylor moore's back and gone you'd agree with that yeah
2: yeah i think he's definitely gone um yeah it's a shame i thought there's you know Sam of talent there but it, it didn't work out yeah possibly um i think on War airboards as well uh, mm-hmm. it was at uh, ross county and Low. And um, I think being a bit Joe Low. I think too too soon for him at Championship level, but I think he's had a decent season at Warsaw, and I think you know perhaps a uh, a season in League One uh, beckons for him. Um, Duncan Iderhan. Don't know. I don't think it worked out with him at Carlisle. Um, I'm sure we'll look, be looking to get him out on loan next season. Um, you know, I think there's there's a there's a player there, but he needs to uh, he needs another he needs another loan to see what he can do. Mm-hmm.
0: Ian, Kane Wilson, again, absent from the matchday squad. Could you have included him, maybe? Do you think he'll be in the uh, first-team
3: photo come 1st of August? Um, I would doubt it. I I, I mean, he seems to be... I mean, some players have gone into the land of the banished and never to be seen again. Um, So Tyreek Backinson would be a great example of that. Taylor Moore... Um, So I would think Kane Wilson's most likely uh, exit would be on loan uh, to a possibly to a League One club and see if he can get some form confidence in fitness, back because his his confidence must be absolutely destroyed down there. Mm. Um, So, no, I mean, that would. Having said that, we all thought very similar of Zach Viner, who was player's player of the year.
2: Yeah. So, and, 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 and Cam Pring who, who didn't come in until October yeah uh, uh, uh,
3: and it was also I, w- I would have said Zach was my player of the year or Cam um, so you know it, it, players can come back uh, it would be lovely to see him come back because we need, we need cover it, it right back we also need cover for Sykes position and I think that's more likely um, where Kane Wilson could come in and do some damage um, well, we're strong on that right-hand side now,
0: here because you've got Tanner and Sykes. And I think Sykes, he came on against Burnley at right-back. And I think, you know, that, and, and they're both fit, both of those lads are. You know, And Sykes, yeah, Sykes is he, in fairness, when you consider he was a League Two player, or
2: was it League One? Like, League One. League, League one, one with, Ox- with Sykes. Oxford.
0: Sykes has had a good season, really, hasn't he?
2: He's had a good season. Yeah, he's one that slips under the radar, and I think he's done well. He's actually a he's, a he's he's primarily a left-footed player who plays on the right because he always looks to cut.
3: And, and how many goals? Sikes is, he makes is right-footed. Footed. Yeah.
0: How many goals did Sykes get this season? now? How many goals? Five. 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 five goals in twenty-eight Okay.
3: But we need to wrap. Uh, we
0: need to wrap up. We Just,
2: just got to sort, sort of discipline out. Um, you know, missing seven games with two red cards, I don't know. Correct. A no, a no, that's a very, yeah. good, that's but, a very good point. But apart yeah. from that, I think he's been a very good signing. All right. I say it was
0: interesting yeah. over the weekend. I watched Sheffield Wednesday and uh, and Derby, and it was a bit like Bristol City Old Boys reunion with uh, Corey Smith playing for Derby. And then Jack Hunt was on the bench. Backinson came on. Aiden Flint was at the back. Right. Coming up, Ipswich, Plymouth. Who's going to win uh, the playoffs from League One? You first, Mark. Who's your tip there?
2: Um, Sheffield Wednesday. Ian? I've got a sneaking feeling for Barnsley. Okay. So that's
0: those teams coming up. Another local derby to look forward to with Plymouth. And
3: and don't forget, we've got bigger clubs coming up. Let's say I'm wrong when Sheffield Wednesday come up. They've got two clubs... Up in the division once again with bigger attendances than we've got, yeah, both nudging 30 circa 30. Yeah, and uh, well, Ipswich is 26 and ours was just over 20, wasn't it? About 20,300. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying though, in the higher level, over, those I think they clubs. scored
2: over 100 goals, didn't they? Yeah. Ipswich absolutely, phenomenal. but what clubs. I'm saying is
3: that's why the division's going to be a lot more difficult. There's not going to be, there's still a few clubs down there you look at. I think, I mean, an interesting thing for me is. That had it not been for Reading's points deduction, Cardiff would have been relegated.
0: Yeah. And have, have been which would have been smashing. Couldn't have to a nicer club. Um our division coming um coming division, down. Should we do that? The, uh, going down. Is, no, we, we forget coming down. I think it's I think it's done deal now. I think I think it will be Forest, uh, sorry, Southampton, uh, Leicester and Leeds. That's my pick
3: for coming yeah. down. Yeah. At, agree with that, Ian? Southampton, Leicester, Leeds. Uh I think Southampton. Uh, I think it's too close to call. I think there's West Hammer out of it now, but I think you've got Leicester, you've got Leeds, uh, and who's in the bottom three now? Leicester, Southampton, and who else? Leicester, Southampton,
0: and um, Leeds. That's it. That's three. Leicester, Southampton, Leeds. Yeah. The
3: bottom. And Leeds. Three. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a sneaking points. feeling. I've got a sneaking feeling Leicester might come down.
0: Yeah, and I think well they've got some tough games coming up now. Our division. Obviously top two done and dusted the playoffs. Yeah, who's got now? I I, I hold I hold my hand up. I'm gonna take great credit because way back in August I said Sunderland will finish in the top six and they sure as hell did it yesterday. So who's gonna be coming up as the third
2: team from our division? Mark. It should be Middlesbrough. But um and Poss- uh, but Sunderland. I say is going to, you know, going to, they're going to take a few to Wembley if they, uh, if they beat, uh, uh, if they beat Luton uh, over two legs. But I mean, I think it would be nice to see Luton get to the final after getting in the playoffs for the last two seasons. But Middlesbrough should get promoted. Might, a that, that, might though, be a northeast, even though they finish fourth yeah. with their with their quality. Middlesbrough versus uh, Middlesbrough versus Luton or Sunderland then. Well, it can't be Middlesbrough versus Luton, can it?
0: Oh, because it could. Of course it could. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Luton. Yeah, Luton have, yeah, Luton have yeah. got. Yeah, Luton have got Sunderland, and uh, Middlesbrough got. Who do you think it's going to be in?
3: Well, I agree with Mark that it should be Middlesbrough because of the quality, and let's not forget. And I will keep harping on about it a lot. of That quality comes from loan players. Um. Uh, but I have got. Once again, it's just a sneaking feeling, and it's not based on a great deal of science. Uh, I've got a, a, a sneaking feeling it might be Luton. Well, good for them if they but They're do. they're so difficult to beat, and going to Kenilworth Road is such an awful thing. It, it's the uh, floodlights are dark. It's miserable. It is a horrible. It is and a horrible terrible. Parent. It's it's like playing some team that you know they are struggling at the bottom of the fourth division, isn't it? And and I just think that sometimes. Sides go there and blow up. Now, whether they can replicate that, they can't replicate that at Wembley if they get a chance. But I've just, I I, think Middlesbrough are the, the best of the teams on their day, but they don't always have a day. No, that's, if, very if drawn, that's very true. We've no, drawn no. twice with them. I just, want to, I just
0: want to finish. And we should have beaten Steve Cottrell, you've got to feel sorry for Steve Cottrell this morning. He gives the Shrews their second highest finish, I think it was, in the last... 30 years, I think, where they were in that division. And he yeah. uh, finds out through the media that they've appointed a director of football, which is somebody I've never heard of from Cheltenham. And I also saw that name from the past, Ashton Gate, who was instrumental in helping Cots assemble a 14-15 promotion site in the summer of 2014, Keith Burke as yeah. as director of recruitment.
3: I mean, you got to feel sorry for Cots, Ian, haven't you? Really, in that situation? I think I think I think Cots was was always okay with me. I mean, I know he could be prickly, um, but he knew exactly what he had to do to get us out of that division, and he did it. Yeah. And and we played some we played some great football. It was one of the most enjoyable seasons. Um, certainly I've ever had it, it at Ashton Gate. We we played a Wembley final. I know it's in a Mickey Mouse Cup and all the rest of it, but there were a load of people there and the the, the interesting thing interesting about the game for me is we only committed two fouls in the entire 90 minutes so i've never known it be as low as that uh-huh. so that showed how you know what what a cracking season that was and then the next season they didn't support him in the transfer market yeah uh, and had they done so if you look at the players he wanted to sign there weren't any duffers in there
0: no well I, he wanted I, I, to I, sign with the help of uh... With Keith Burr. Um, Mark, somebody like Cottrell, his Ian said his personality is a bit prickly. Do you think he's upset the wrong people there at Shrewsbury, reading between the lines on that?
2: I don't I don't know about that. I mean, look at what he's had to go through with two bouts of COVID. The guy could have died. Yeah. They they should be really grateful to him. I mean, really, I think League League One is their level. They played in the championship. Um well the second division didn't they in the 70s which was probably their golden era it gay it gay meadow um you know if they if they go up to the championship it would be very difficult with their with their finances to see them uh, flower in there but um i think they should be grateful for what they got but you know he's a benevolent dictator he's not going to be messed around and he'll just he'll just move on Anyway, uh, Albie, probably, i I'd there as, as well. Is he going as well? Albie. Yeah, I think I'll, uh, yeah, I think, um, uh, uh, yeah, Wilbs is there, isn't he, as well as his assistant? Not yeah. somebody yeah. To be messed with. I think that at the end of the Rovers game, I think they had a little bit of a fallen out with uh, Mr. Barton, didn't he? Uh, Aaron, the well, Barton team, have an argument
0: with a, <laughs> in an empty room, couldn't he? All right, guys, look, it's uh, it's the end of the season, four more points than last year, a lot fewer goals conceded, which was a big plus. Everything to look forward to really is a big summer uh, with transfer activity um, and a season of hope uh, for next year. We'll probably in the close season do, uh, well, fairly imminently, a couple of uh, end of season reviews with a couple of contributors from local media that have been on with us in the past. But, uh, well, there's a, guy, in,
2: there's a guy who'll be leaving Radio Bristol soon, yeah, so maybe he you know, maybe maybe we'll wants, maybe wants to season. chip in.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. He's he's going to enjoy his retirement. Yeah, so so Jeff's Jeff's on his way. Uh, what a send off he's got on every level there. But to guys, thanks for your contribution. As I say, I'll probably talk to each of you uh, with end of season reviews. And if there is a flurry of early uh, summer transfer activity, we'll talk about that. But uh, and everybody who's listened. Uh, to this episode and all the ones through the seasons thanks for that but thanks Mark
2: thanks Ian and
0: goodbye everybody all the
2: best I'm good luck yeah, look forward to next season everybody don't get renew your season ticket take care
4: what if I've been unlucky really I ain't got a thing there's a time I always feel happy as happy as a king when the red red robin comes bob 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 and along along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing His old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again Singing a song when the red red robin out bob-bob-bobbin' along When the red red robin comes bob-bob-bobbin' along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red live, Love, laugh and be happy, what a have been blue. Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red rhymes out, bob, bob, bobbing along.
1: It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and times supply, see mcdonalds.com.